On this special unedited episode of the Flophouse, we take a trip in our shitty movie time machine back to 10,000 BC. Everybody, welcome to your favorite podcast, The Flop House. Yay! Ow! Meow! I bet you didn't know it was your favorite podcast, but I told you. So they know now. They know now. It certainly is. There, there's a bunch of other podcasts out there, right? I don't uh, think. Well, like, like two or three. Yeah, yeah like, there's at least 12. This American Morning and Sound of a Young American Nation. And, and Dane Cook and shit. Dane Cook's Podsy in the morning and podding Ask, around. Ask a ninja how to cook. Yeah. yeah. Cast I pod, the, that's I a bet, fishing podcast. The, that sounds funny. Ninjas are funny, right? No. They're not They're not played out. No, they're on the played out list. No, they are. They're right on the played out list with monkeys, cheese, pirates. What about cyborg bears? Cheese. Cyborg I love bears are going to be there. Can't, they're close. Can't, yeah. I can't have cheese anymore? No, no, cheese is a comedy idea. Oh. Yeah, okay. I'll write that down. So... <laughs> Well, now that we're wait, is that <laughs> is that what they talk about in the in like the the, the Daily Show? At the, this is what we talk about all day, all day long. Is things that are you, played out, jokes ha- that we can't use anymore. When you're having rap sessions, that's what they're called, <laughs> then, right? Yeah, when, we're, when we're talking about modern day issues that teens care about, <laughs> and then <laughs> twenty minutes before the show, you're like, "Oh shit, um, um, we better write um, this this really uh, precise comedy. We got twenty minutes." Oh, Elliot just got really defensive all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, it's WTF, Emmy time. Dude. I don't want us. I don't want you to influence any Emmy voters to not vote for us. Don't vote for him. Yeah, yeah. Elliot. Any no, Emmy voters, on. any Nielsen families, all of you, uh, all of you should uh, forget what Elliot has to say. What's that? What's Jimmy that? What's exist? that show with uh, <laughs> uh, with uh, Holly Hunter where she's like? Battling ghosts or something. <laughs> Second sight is that it? Saving Grace. Saving, Saving Grace. Grace. Watch that instead of the Daily Show. I they're, think no, they're saying. not going to fill the same need at all. <laughs> <laughs> at least no, I get all my news from Saving say. Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, America is uh, is having a lot of issues with angels. <laughs> Do you think Saving Grace and the Ghost Whisperer have really diehard fans that hate each other? Which which song? Which which show? Do you think has a better country song as a lead in? <laughs> I bet Saving Grace. I would say Walker, Texas Ranger. As you can probably guess from our discussion thus far, we watched <laughs> the film 10,000 BC tonight. Okay, yeah, we did. Yeah. I'm going to have to rely heavily on you two guys to explain the movie to me because honestly, I have never been so bored in my entire life. It's your basic. <laughs> I haven't been so bored in 10,000 <laughs> BC years. <laughs> 10,000 BC years. I had to clarify because it's actually 12,000 years ago. That's true. Uh, it's 10,000 basic... BC years are the years that Johnny Hart uh, measured. <laughs> like, that was his anthropometric time. <laughs> Uh, 10,000 B.C., for anyone who hasn't seen it, I don't know who hasn't, because it was a huge hit. Everyone remembers the 10,000 B.C. backpacks, lunchboxes, the hit song. The 10,000 B.C. dance Gonna take you back, and then in parentheses, to 10,000 B.C. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But it's your basic uh, cave Rasta gets his girlfriend stolen by four-legged demons, which are men on horseback. (laughs) Turns out, as he travels through the prehistoric world he lives in, that he's the prophesied chosen one of every tribe in the world. They go to this place... That where slaves are building pyramids for the sake of a very poorly defined cult church that worships an albino, and then they revolt and overthrow the bad guys, and the girlfriend is almost killed but saved with magic, and there are mammoths in it also. Well, you've explained the entire film. I don't know that we need to speak about it. Anymore. Sounds like they fall in love at the end. But no, they were pretty much in love the whole time. That explains it. That's they, they why I was so obsessed They with were her. in an arranged marriage from childhood, and unlike most arranged marriages around 10,000 BC, this one was based on true love, and it really worked out, and it's a success story. Okay, it wasn't like like an like an economic based arranged no. marriage. Like and they didn't have problem. They didn't need the the best selling book of the time. Men are from Lemuria. Women are from the lost continent of Moo. That that joke is terrible. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that is an awful joke. You have put your finger on the nub of my gist regarding this film. What? Jesus. It's a good thing they can't. It's a radio podcast, and they can't see that. Not a video. Well, anyway, but isn't it enough 
that um, this our lead characters, our lead caveman, if you will, sure, not, not, <laughs> I will, not played by Ringo Starr. Uh, isn't it enough that his girlfriend gets kidnapped and he has to get her back? Isn't that no. enough to motivate no. the action of this no. film? No, no, he needs to have a prophecy. There needs to be magic. There needs to be some sort of made-up religion. There's got to be a lot of legends and tales and people who talk about the great mountains and the river like a snake and the sky rain and so forth. But I just want to see a, a drama of our ancestors, Elliot. Where, how are you going to make a movie out of that? It's like we, we, were, we, had, we were talking about. It. People love mythologies and very thick legends and stuff. That's what made Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3 so much better than the first one. People want to watch a movie where they're like, oh my god, they're following because he following him because he was able to talk to the spear tooth. <laughs> That's right. The reason they know he's the chosen one is because he saved a saber-toothed tiger from a trap and so it defended him later. And they Just said, like normal animals, just right? Just like yeah. in real life when an animal will remember that you helped it and right. return the favor. Well, that's how Possibly I got... giving you a high five as it leaves <laughs> after so... explaining, explaining the situation <laughs> of the tribes. That's how the I got same, my same... pet cat to love me my pet cat actually um you know i brought some flowers home for my wife and uh, my cat stepped on one of the roses got a thorn in its foot and i pulled it out and ever since then uh, we've been the best of friends that a similar thing happened to a guy i knew where he found a lion in the jungle with a thorn in its paw and he yeah, pulled, and he was in great pain it couldn't walk and he pulled the thorn out and it jumped on him and ate him <laughs> so. Hey, and then this other thing happened to a guy I knew who had to try and save the spear tooth, and then he <laughs> did, and then it it showed up and helped him. Oh wait, that was in this movie. Yeah, that was it? the movie we saw. Let's, so that wasn't a guy I knew. That was so, that was Tick Tick or whatever his name was. It was called a spear tooth. Well, because yes. this is a point that I made. Um, you're making a movie about olden times. Yeah, and the olden days. ancient times. Let's call it ancient times. Sure, olden ancient times, times sounds like the 14th century. Yeah, the Renaissance fair. Yeah. Ancient ti- Chinese. <laughs> Renaissance Fair. Yeah, Olden Times was last weekend at the Renaissance Fair. But um, everyone talks. This is literally this is literally prehistory. There is no written history. The closest we come to it is legends and a painting of a man cowing a spear tooth. There are that's no, been real, painted there on are a no rock. real words, so we can make up whatever fucking rules we want to. So I assume that in this case, as a screenwriter, you're like, okay, basically because I don't know what the language is. Whatever um, I put forth to the audience, whatever people say, it's just we're, they're just going to speak in English. Not slang English, not modern English. They're not going to call each well, other yeah. dog. They're not going to say dude. <laughs> what up, <but>, Holmes? <laughs> yeah, but it's just going to be straight up English. However, I saw you jawboning with that spear tooth. What's, uh, what's his deal? That's I don't the thing. Every once in a while, dealio? they do one of these things where they throw in an extra word. They're like, okay, not a saber tooth. A spear tooth, not mm-hmm. a mammoth. What would they call it? The mammoth was called a manic for some yeah. reason. Uh, I don't get it. They, uh, and also, uh, rain was sky water, I think, or mm-hmm. sky tears. Um, what else did they have? Just like any movie where um, it's set in another uh, another country and they're speaking English, uh, we can accept that as an audience. We're not like, whoa, 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 what is this, in America or something? <laughs> like, I feel like we go to see a movie that's 10,000 B.C., if someone says saber tooth rather than spear tooth, I'm not going to be like, hold on. Well, they didn't have well, sabers you're, you're, though; they had spears. You're pulling, you're pulling me out of out of the out of the story. <laughs> Listen, I'm watching a story about a bunch of cavemen with dreadlocks, and one of them has a magical white spear, and there's a magical yeah. old lady who has psychic links to people. And if someone says the word saber tooth, it's going to bother me. You're saying it was sponsored by National Geographic. I'm saying there should have been like time travelers or dinosaurs or aliens or something to make well, this movie. Well, time traveling cowboys who battle dinosaurs. That would have been great. Uh, yeah. It would have been like the Valley the Valley of Guanji, but with time travel. So many yeah. dreadlocks in this film. So many dreadlocks. I on look. Everyone's bald or has dreadlocks. Stuart, you and I went to the same college. A lot of white guys with dreadlocks. Yeah, it's kind of gross. It seemed like we. I was watching this movie, <laughs> well, wait, and I was well, confused by the lack of hacky sack. Let's, that, let's, there was not any hacky sack in 2000. Let's BC. just say these weren't necessarily white guys. This was a very multi-ethnic prehistory. Well, that was pretty crazy. There were. There were very obviously black tribes. There were people who seemed sort of Arab or Mediterranean sure, or Semitic in some guys, way. Though, right? They were the bad guys because yeah. that's where bad people come from is that part of the world. But then their heroes seemed to be some kind of either Multicultural. dusky-skinned white people or maybe lighter-skinned African-Americans no, but, but not with America. Like our, our heroes, yeah. yeah. Our they, heroes were like the American dream. 
Yes. <laughs> the was... American dream of owning your own manic. <laughs> there, there, <laughs> our, there was our Caucasian hero. There was our Middle Eastern hero. There was our sort of there was a black Asian, hero, Asian there was, probably. Yeah, sort of a Eurasian they were kind of hero. Asian-ish characters. Yeah, maybe a Pacific Islander. Maybe mm-hmm. a, maybe a couple of a uh, couple of like uh, Inuits. Couple it, of Inuits. Now yeah. I was under it, the impression that at that time in in history, um, you know, everyone was pretty much the same race. Yeah, well, the races sort of like there were different races for different um, areas because there wasn't a lot of travel. Say between vastly different. I don't geographical know. They had areas. boats. They had boats. And, yeah, there uh, were boats. They, in this movie. they boats. hadn't discovered the wheel yet, but they there was a couple have. four-legged demons. Yeah, those were horses. Yeah, they didn't know how to oh, ride. Horses. Oh my god! They mentioned there's a prophecy about a four. They're gonna their village is gonna be destroyed by four-legged demons, and we know it's men on horseback because there's a flash to an image of men on horseback. Oh, that's what that was. But then when the men on horseback arrive, everyone's like. Four-legged demons! Ah! But there's no sense of awe. Like, I've never seen this before. It's just like, oh, yeah, these are the four-legged demons that we got Makes told sense. about. Clearly. Well, let's go. Hmm. There's no, like, no character. Now it all is falling into place. Let's stop getting murdered. The Oops. only time the characters ever really seem to be impressed by anything is when they see boats. And that's, you know, not that impressed. Yeah. I guess if you've never seen one before. Yeah, well, it's a boat, dude, with a big, with a big crazy you know, sail. Men are- Men are, people are drawn to the sea. That's oh, what Ishmael has taught that's me. That's true. But I was gonna, I was gonna say that there was, it was like this weird multi-ethnic prehistory to the point where I was kind of expecting a character with a French or an Italian accent to come in <laughs> hey. as the comic relief and be like, like uh, you know, the men who have taken our women and children. They are there in the large village with the stone mountains, and then someone would be like, "Eh, we gotta get them back on these guys," you know, and so forth. <laughs> Sure, like a wisecrack. Oh, 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 oh. I was expecting. We a, gotta jump on the giant turtles and hit them back. I was expecting. There were no giant turtles, unfortunately. I was expecting, like, a Frenchman to join in the battle again and stab someone with a spear and then go, ho oh, oh, ho, and then run off and do it again. That sounds like a Roland Emmerich movie. He directed, I wish. He, dire- he directed The Patriot. Yeah, yes. let's talk about this. Oh, well, Roland this- Emmerich was the director of this. One of the team of people that did Independence Day, but it and seemed that was D- was it Dean Devlin is the other yeah, one. Yeah, he wasn't I'm involved in Devlin. This. No, he was not. And from what I can see, Devlin was the the talent in that in that group. Because oh yeah, because the stuff they made together was brilliant. No, I, well, I'm just saying this was a real Powell and Pressburger team. <laughs> you know, no, this was Stanley and Jack Kirby. Mis- together, they captured a magic that neither could recapture. You misunderstand my point entirely, Elliot. I'm saying the movies made before that were not great, but were not as shitty as this This one. This was a real Bob and David team. So the good stuff, whatever good stuff was in that earlier film, has been wiped out by this point. So Devlin must have been responsible for whatever tempering. Your coloring, your memory of those movies is colored by the fact that you just sat through 10,000 BC and not (laughs) through Godzilla or The Patriot. My point. I would rather watch. Independence Day 100 times before saying 10,000 B.C. again. I would rather watch uh, The Patriot 10,000 B.C. times <laughs> than one 10,000 B.C. time. Not think. even a joke. <laughs> Not but even. I mean, it is interesting that I don't know what caused the rift in the uh, Devlin-Emmerich uh, relationship, right. but I don't know what Devlin has up his sleeve, but Emmerich is batting. <laughs> he, he whiffed with this one. <laughs> I like to imagine it was like a weird, like, uh, like you know, like late night TNA comedy or TNA thriller <laughs> type situation where like one guy slept with the other guy's wife and he thought he killed him, but he didn't. So he came back from the grave to make 10,000 BC. I think that um, <laughs> that's an elaborate backstory for this film. <laughs> but it sounds good, right? I think that the Zucker Abrams Zucker breakup should figure into this somehow, and like Devlin and Abrams are off somewhere making a film together, making some sort of big budget. Uh, parody CGI movie. A parody of 10,000 BC, one can only hope. Yeah, which I, yeah, just probably just gonna be called Caveman Movie or something like Caveman, that. Caveman, dead Ringo loving Star. it. But here's the thing they make these big action movies. They made Godzilla, which has a fair share of action, although it's all bad. They made The Patriot, which has some ludicrous action, but you know, Independence Day, which is things blowing up all over the place. For like a bit, this movie promised big action in its commercials. It promised you nothing saw. but. Uh, mammoth stampede. Non-stop animal fighting. But when you watch it, there's so much of people just wandering around in deserts or mountains. There's so much walking in the movie. That's the way life was, dude. 
Uh, well, apparent, but we didn't need to see all of it. They could have. Yeah, you could have lied that the he, fact that. Oh, I guess you're right. Like in Independence Day, <laughs> I guess like, you're. That's not what life is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait a minute! <laughs> all those other good movies I see, I don't see a bunch of shots of people walking into cars and driving places. They're not always boring, you know. Not even uh, what was that movie where Wesley Snipes kills the president? <laughs> Sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah. Oh, uh, murder at sixteen hundred. Yeah. yeah. That's one of my. That's one of I wanted. Always want to do a double feature where Den- Dennis Miller plays the jokey sidekick in a thriller, and it would be that and the net in a. As a I've never feature. seen that movie, but my brother did like like told me the most hilarious sort of summation of that film where wherein Wesley Snipes, in order to clear his name, sneaks into the White House. And the way he does it is to pretend that he's a janitor and puts his head down and whistles <laughs> as he like pushes his thing along. It's like, oh, that's not suspicious at all. That janitor putting his head whistling. Uh, he must be part of the union. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a great movie. But so uh, what I was saying is, in that movie, they, that was there was a spate. There was a spate of presidential murderer movies for a yeah, while. Like Murder sixteen hundred, Absolute Power. Yeah, that was mm. with Gene Hackman. Yep, that was Gene Hackman and uh, and Clint Eastwood. Where there are no Clint Passenger Eastwood Fifty Seven. Really that's thief, right. Yes. Yeah. Well, the thing about Passenger Fifty Seven is that I learned a really important lesson, and that's that I should always bet on black. But once you go black, you don't go back. So just be prepared. Wait, for that. did you learn that in that movie, or was that just? I don't in know. It was in a, uh, I think learned I learned that. The streets. I learned that in the School of Life. Oh, okay. Yeah. No kidding. Isn't that the one where the uh, the bad guy gets a? Uh, it's like plastic surgery, so Wesley Snipes doesn't know who he is. <laughs> I don't remember that part. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I mean, they're on a plane. Let's construct that film in our brains. Yeah, well, well yeah, I would imagine our brains I just remember this places. parody. I think, it, I think it was on Mad TV in one of their earlier That they sounds did, great. Where they that did Passenger funny, 227, and it was, uh, what's her name from 227? Jack A. As, uh, in the Wesley Snipes role. That sounds pretty funny. Mad TV... Well, you know, that's good for a laugh. <laughs> a larf. Anyway, so 2000 BC, 10,000 BC. I don't even remember what year it took place in. Oh, God. Sorry. But it's like they took they, – they obviously did no research whatsoever except to just make sure that dinosaurs were dead by then. And they were like, oh, really? Well, we'll just make a mammoth or something. Let's just make a uh, predatory bird. Yeah, let's have giant yeah. emus. Like, well, I believe uh, they were diatrima or diatrimas. I don't know what the plural is, but these kind of flightless birds that were not that tall, but they were pretty tall, and they would eat miniature horses because that was the kind of mammal that was around. Miniature horses are sound pretty cool, but we didn't see any of those, right? No, we didn't. We saw regular-sized horses. That's the other thing, though, is it's like you're, they're implying that these people have not discovered agriculture yet, or they, but they've invented boats like they've tamed horses and they can construct these giant buildings, yet they don't have the wheel and they barely have fire. Like it's all these societies at very different levels of s- development, all living within about a square mile of each other. Like this one group yeah, is one basically African nomadic tribesmen, but they have like brick buildings that look like you know English Hobbit village type places. <laughs> sure. It's the, it's really slapdash thrown. Together. Like they didn't think this world through at all. Now. You know, I'm watching a movie where you got a bunch of people living around in 10,000 BC. I would expect more nudity. <laughs> Elliot, how much nudity was in this movie? There was zero nudity. That's a real downer, right? <laughs> it's, I mean, I guess so. It's. It, I mean, everybody wore a lot of clothes and makeup, so I don't know. Yeah, you would think less clothes, more nudity. <laughs> but nope, Merlin Emmerich yeah. disappointed me. Zero hundred percent. It is rated PG-13. Yeah, but the thing is, like, as you were talking, you were, you were watching the cave bear. You can't get saying. you can't get away with a full frontal woman in a PG-13 movie like you once could. Well, and, when yeah. we were children. Yeah, like and the thing, Yeah, the thing about the movie is that it, like, you said it yourself, like, it probably played way better in foreign markets. Those foreign people, they don't give a shit about naked people. They prefer it. Well, they just see naked people all the time, though. If you've ever seen a European movie, oh, you know that... People just have sex all over the place. If you're a kid, you stumble on people having sex constantly. Like Europe, in Europe, they're like they're strutting about in the nude. If they see if they see a movie without nudity, they go, "Oh, how what a relief! How refreshing!" Say, say it in this more of a European film. accent. They go, "Oh, this is a oh what a fantasy I can escape onto you." I am so sick of genitalia. <laughs> it's like a vaguely French with Canadian in yep, England yeah. a little bit. They put their baguette aside. <laughs> they put they put the baguette they brought into the theater with them down. They have to, they have to straighten their beret <laughs> they because it's popped up off their head. They take a sip of wine head. in the sure. theater and then <laughs> straighten their beret. Yeah. 
Spread a little more brie and then, on there. And then ride their giant front wheel bicycle home. <laughs> Wait, it's old timey too? <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, they're, it also, it's 1887. Did oh, you forget okay. that? Well, that's fine. We're traveling through time tonight. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That's the thing. Like, watching this movie was totally like, t- like, if I if I had some kind of like a looking glass or like a weird like mirror or a, like a like a thing of water that if I looked into I could see the past, that's what watching this movie was like. It was like looking way back in time and being like, oh my god, I can see what people were like back then, right, Dan? Yeah, exactly. I felt like it was like exactly. watching a uh, mall security video of the past where it's like I can't fast forward this, but it's so boring. So much of it's just people walking around. <laughs> Not a lot. There's only so little shoplifting, but there's so much just people browsing. Where are there so many dreadlocks? Oh, it must, yeah. It's, well, it must have been were, in a college. Were town. there any surprises at the end? Let's speed uh, forward. Well, there was a woman who was the love interest was killed by an arrow and then brought back through magic. Uh, Right, because they had of, magic in the past. Yeah, the biggest surprise for me was that Omar Sharif was the narrator of the movie. Yeah, yeah which we I learned re- during the credits. There is a lot of narration on this movie. This is a movie that is read to you. It is like... Well, you feel like you're a little kid being read to by your Jewish fa- like grandfather. <laughs> yeah, but, but he's telling you a really terrible story about, like, <laughs> the like old, how about we didn't have a lot of turnips in the old country, but sometimes here's how we found extra turnips, and, like, we would <laughs> buy a turnip, but it wasn't that good, so we'd have to find ways to make the turnip eatable, edible, like with salt, or maybe, like, with wrapped in herring, like that kind of yeah, story. Yeah, and, and you... That's a good story. Uh, Played by Fred Savage in my imagination, you are pretending to be asleep. You're like, please, yeah, Grandpa. Grandpa leaves so I can play my Stop. wizard video game. <laughs> <laughs> yep, where I use the power glove to defeat Mario. That's where I have a sneak preview of Super Mario 3. Oh, my God. The, the trick uh, there is getting the raccoon tail. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, in retrospect, I guess the reason that um, the wizard won in The Wizard is that the evil kid was using the power glove to play Which that is game. a terrible control. Te- yeah. He might, have been, he might as well have been uh, using U-Force. <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, or like giant or the, robot. The robot. <laughs> it was Rob. like, it's like let's look at this. I got my special, I got, my spe- got something up my sleeve, and he just sticks Rob down with the stackable discs <laughs> that he came with. And then he's when, got a gyroscope in Looks him. like he's got this competition in his pocket. <laughs> Like he's not even playing the robot play. It's, it's like he goes, he goes, he goes. Listen, I got you. You're just playing with a bad boy now. Let me get my virtual boy and sticks his head in that giant, heavy headset. Well, that's the but, thing. Like, how did he connect that that power glove to an arcade machine? Because he did at least once or twice. Well, I mean, he probably you know played around with the circuit. Probably board had a USB port. <laughs> Ultimately, yeah. though, the point is that uh, the girl in that grew up to be uh, Jenny Lewis, the singer for Rilo Kylie. So okay. uh, those are things names I've heard. I something guess something came out. I've, of that. I've heard that name. Yeah. Yeah, she's I a Riley Ace so of Spies cute. I've heard of. But. <laughs> sure. Riley. Wait, Sh- Sharps she's... Rifles. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you just saying she's cute because she's a redhead? Because that's um, too common. Tell you what, they didn't have a lot of redheads yeah. in this movie, 10,000 yeah. BC. That's true. They, they had a lot of people with dreadlocks. A lot of people with dreadlocks, not a lot of blondes, not a lot of redheads. I think there was only one one female character other than the weird old That's like, why witch. everyone wanted her. Oh, clearly. Oh, there was oh my a big God. Fight. There was a big oh, art God. fight over the that woman. Everybody wanted the girl. It was a shortage of women because they didn't know how to make them yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just kept making dudes. <laughs> they didn't figure out the secret formula. <laughs> That's why all the dudes looked weird. Like, they're a sculpture. They didn't like realize Kelly, right? yeah, that exactly. um, to was, make women, the girl has to be on top when you have sex. That's, That's uh, just science. But they didn't the have science works. back then. Yeah. They had magic, and magic doesn't make girls. <laughs> It makes dead old ladies. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. 10,000 BC. I've never, I thought after Premonition, we could never, or we could never be less interested in a movie while watching it. No. But this one really, no. almost instantly, we were just not. Yeah, let's just skip to the end. Let's skip to the end. <laughs> we, were, we were just ca- just captured by this spell of disinterest. Yeah, no, we are, we are, we've talked plenty about this movie, I believe. Uh, we could, we could bring up a couple more. I could more talk about some more shit, like, oh, Jesus. how bad this, the computer effects were. Oh, they were really bad. Those mammoths around people? Manix. Well, mammoths. Wait, like it. what's a manic? It's a mammoth. Manix, the 1970s? Not Manix. No, the other thing was, anytime they'd be, like, running across, like, the hills when it was daytime, it totally looked like they were running in front of a big fake painting. Yeah. 
So they probably that's the it did the first couple scenes did look like they were shot on location at the Museum of Natural History in New York, <laughs> and, and like you were worried that like someone would walk too far and they'd bump into the painted sky <laughs> that was inches away from them, and then they'd like knock over a stuffed rhinoceros that Teddy Roosevelt shot or something. Yeah, but that would be better. That would be a better movie, especially if they like walked into another diorama. Well, especially since like, oh, now we're in Roman especially, times. Well, there is no Roman, and this is my problem with <laughs> Night at the Museum. The exterior is very clearly the Museum of Natural History, but the interior looks nothing like it. And there's no Roman section at the Museum of Natural History. What's net? Come on. There's early people's exhibits and a few foreign cultures. Yeah, no, am I familiar? They could have easily gone to the Hall of Asian Peoples or, the, or you know. Best as I can recall, the Museum of Natural History, it's a lot of taxidermied animals. Well, among other, it's an amazing place. I'm just saying the movie doesn't do it justice. There's no Hall of Miniatures or something like that. A hall, a hall of little Owen Wilson. So wait, wait, wait. Yeah. You're telling me that Ben Stiller was in a bad film? I'm not saying it's necessar- that makes it bad. I'm just saying it makes it inaccurate in a way that I can't... St- well, it's, it's one of those... You know, it happens all the time when, when you live in a city like New York where there's a lot of locations that are used for movies where it's like they'll show you the exterior of Grand Central Station and then, you know, Josiah in, uh, in Shreveport... What a bumfuck doesn't know what that. The whoa, inside, whoa, whoa! <laughs> he doesn't, Quit talking down to our audience, he Elliot. He doesn't know what the inside of that building Josiah looks like. Is one of our so they just shoot it fans. on. His, they just shout, shoot it on. I'm sorry, Josiah. And Josiah bumfuck is a beautiful bumfuck? is a beautiful county, but uh, they just they shoot like any old place. But they <laughs> it's show you the exterior. Bumfuck. <laughs> it's the same. It, it's irritating in the same way that Woody Allen movie is irritating, where it's like. Oh, I just quit my job as a typist to become an actor. I my savings are over. I'll just walk through my ten thousand square foot loft right. and Your with, side with, with two levels, you know, and then go to the opera tomorrow night. And then yeah. I'll have dinner at Elaine's, <laughs> a well, restaurant for old people. You can't, you can't do that. Usually not on the out of work actor salary. Okay, thanks, Elliot. So, uh, we're like not- when you whisper into it and it suddenly becomes like a psychi- psychi- psychology late so, night show. So, guys, I don't know if you knew this, but we're done talking about 10,000 BC because oh, it sucked. Okay. So, I'm, well, I'm happy with that. Let's uh, move on. Let's to move on to uh, modern day. Oh, okay. So, wait. Okay, so we're in the process of traveling. We're going. Oh wait, here's 9, wait. 000, one last thing 8, before 000, as we're on the go. Uh, Seven thousand. No one in the movie ever said the year is 10,000 BC, and I wanted them to say that to someone just because, like. It's so inaccurate, you kind of have to do it. At that point, they've got a 50%. Right. If they right. can't even do that. <laughs> yeah. I remember 10,000 years before Christ. Mm-hmm. I, I wish, actually, I wish the movie opened with young Jesus Christ being taught, <laughs> a le- a, being told a story by Joseph, and, uh, and it goes, uh, Dad, when did this story take place? <laughs> it took place 10,000 years before you were born. And then the end framing sequence is it comes back with Jesus on the cross, and he's like, should have listened to my dad's story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I probably wouldn't be in this jam right now. <laughs> All the lessons I needed to learn. If I had only paid attention. Those plucky cavemen. Well, Yeah, they learned a lot about brotherhood <laughs> and, and how Mandy can save their girlfriend. That would just to drive home that it was 10,000 BC. <laughs> they should open it. And then it says, 10,000 years earlier. <laughs> 10,000 years before this like, joke. Or it's like, like an episode of fucking Alias. It like starts out with a teaser. It's yeah. like 24 hours before. <laughs> or, or just like it shows a guy getting late. Like, I, I, this is a movie I want to make now where, like, a guy wakes up late and he's, like, struggling to get ready for work and brushing his teeth. He runs out while pulling his jacket on, just misses the train and goes, like, oh, damn it. And then it just says, 5,000 years earlier. <laughs> and the movie is about cave people <laughs> or about, like, ancient Semitic tribes or something like that. That would be so great because people forget that it happened in the same world, you know? Yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> the guy's late for a train in you know, 2008. And another guy's late for attacking a spear tooth. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. Sure. No, we don't even draw that close a parallel. <laughs> it's just, and then at the end it says 17,000 years later, and it's like just a wasteland or something like that. <laughs> just leave him depressed at the end. You know, nuclear weapon went off or something. Yeah. No, you, you could have mutants or cyborgs mm-hmm. or something or cyborg dinosaurs. That would have been great if it said if like the movie abruptly stopped and then it said <laughs> like the Bratz film. Yeah, <laughs> it said thirteen thousand years later, and it's like cyborgs fighting people, and basically it becomes the Terminator movies. Pew, 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 pew. In fact, I'm gonna say right now this is a prequel to Terminator. No, I would no. imagine this Roland mo- Emmerich probably. Direct- 
No, Mick G directed the Mick new Terminator G's movie. Oh, he's really? Terminator. Yeah, oh, that's why it's going to be really good. I bet. Charlie's Angels. It's going to be awful. Uh, Torque. Fast Lanes. Mick G. No, no. Fast, Fast Lane. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I just wanted to say Torque. And it, the, he was going to direct Superman, but it didn't happen. Yeah. No, that's, that's too bad. That's the one where it, where uh, Lex Luthor is a government agent investigating this spaceship that landed years before. And then at the end, he goes, there was another spaceship that landed you know who is it? It me and flies up into space, and then Superman, Lex Luthor were supposed to have a, a flying kung fu battle. Really? Oh, this was the Mick G version of Lex Superman. Lex Luthor was going to turn out to be an That's, alien. Yeah, according to you know, ain't it cool news or something? You know? That sounds like it would have been pretty good, better than the movie that came out. Well, so, it would have had um, fighting in it at least. Let's uh, <laughs> no kid. So, uh, ten thousand BC. It sounds like okay. We're done talking about it now. What were we going to so- say? I was just gonna say, it sounds like we got a pretty positive review. No, no, not <laughs> spoiler alert. You would be wrong. Let me tell you, the fact that every movie we've seen since the Bratz movie has not been as good or fun as the Bratz movie is insane. I don't. Yeah, know. no, the Bratz movie for me has probably been the pinnacle of this, <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> I like everything on the scale of as good or bad were worse than Bratz. From one to Bratz, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From zero Ooh, to Bratz. Because Bratz is like a 0. 0.5. So like zero to Bratz. Yeah, this is a minus 0. 0.12. Uh, that's, that's, that's a very specific rating. rating. That's nowhere even close to the normal like <laughs> ratings we give movies. Dan. I can't wait, Dan, I can't wait to see when you start reviewing movies for the New York Post. And it's like, <laughs> I give this movie... 1.249 stars. I give this movie pi stars to I the give, fourth power. I give this movie or to the fourth zero point three three repeating <laughs> stars. Um. Okay. So Dan, what are the uh, what are the ratings? So the I ratings are: is this a, a a a bad movie that you would not recommend for anyone? Okay. A bad movie that's a funny bad movie, mm-hmm, uh, okay. or a movie that you kind of like in some way. Mm, unlikely at this point. So, Stuart, you seem to have a strong opinion. What would you say about this movie? Uh, well, the first one was one that uh, I didn't like. You didn't like it at all. Yeah, this movie is terrible, dude. Yeah. I was so bored. I almost, I almost fell asleep. You got up and were dancing at one point. I did. I did. Get you up danced dance. when the movie ended. I got no, up it was. <laughs> there were still fifteen minutes left. No in that way. Movie. It was right when the magic saved the girl. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> of course I dance, because the magic's always I'll awesome. tell you this. The one great thing about the movie was Dan read the time, the running time uh, somewhere, and said 109 minutes. And so at a minute, at an hour 37 minutes, I was like, oh, there's still 12 minutes left. And then the credits came up, and it was like, yay! <laughs> this is great. It's shorter than we thought. It was when Dan read the time, and uh, it was like about 15 minutes in. We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> there's another hour to this? We're not even halfway through this fucking thing. Yeah, but it turned no, out we like, were. Like yeah, well, now I feel I was good. Like, what are we, like four hours into this film? What's, what's going on? Yeah, that was witty. Anyway. Shut up. What? I'm going to punch you in the ear. <laughs> okay, so uh, my review... I didn't like it very much, sorry. Elliot? Uh, I would recommend this movie to people who are trying to get off the couch and like motivate themselves to clean out their garage. Because <laughs> after a couple minutes, you're like, there's some things I need to do right now, aren't there? Maybe I should go uh, get the lint out from behind the dryer. Go, or... go hunt down a manic. <laughs> you start thinking like, I don't know if I need all those old magazines in the basement. Maybe I'll go through them now and look through and see which ones I'll keep. Sure, they're fire hazards, so better get rid of them. Yeah, well, maybe it's time to repave the drive. I think I'll do that now. <laughs> wow, that's that's so, that's pretty. This is a terrible movie. Yeah, no, I gotta agree. Um, my main problem with this movie is. It seems hard to fuck up. I mean, like, it seems easy to fuck up. But <laughs> to it seems... be fair, there have been a lot of bad cavemen. No, no, well, all right. Let me, let me finish. It seems easy to fuck up, but it seems easy to fuck up in an entertaining way. Yeah, that's true. Like, you imagine, okay, all right, it's a it's a bad movie about prehistory. I mean, it's not really a caveman movie. It's a little past that, but still, let's say it's a caveman movie. You, you think of a caveman movie, you think of a movie with woolly mammoths in it. Yeah. And you're like... All right, as stupid as it's going to be, it's going to be pretty funny. Like, there's, <laughs> there's going to be zany woolly mammoth hunting antics in it. Someone's going to wear a fur bikini. Yeah, no, it's going to be yeah. fun. From from the original Teenage Caveman with Robert no. Vaughn to Larry Clay- Clark's Teenage <laughs> Caveman remake, those movies are hilariously bad. Yeah, like, this, but this was, movie was. Encino Man? Yeah. Brendan what I like Fraser. about Encino Man is that <laughs> I want Brendan Fraser to complete the trilogy of man out of time movies. Uh, Encino Man, Blast from the Past. Where's his one where he's a guy from the future who comes mm. back and doesn't understand? Brendan, balls in your court. 
Get out of the center of the um, earth. But my um, point is just that, you know, I was expecting, expecting some cheesy fun. Certainly based on the trailer, I thought it would just be yeah. like, oh, there's just going to be a bunch of CGI prehistoric monsters attacking. No. It's uh, all prophecies. It's all walking around. It's all slave children. It's all you're the chosen one. And it's just incredibly dull. Yeah, it's very boring. So don't watch this movie. Please. Learn from our mistake. Yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. Speaking of which, Brendan Fraser, we better do The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Empire when it's on DVD. You better believe it. It has Uh, the line in it, I hate mummies, which is (laughs) so perfect. Well, it's, it's, it's tough in a trailer because you're making the audience be like, you know what? I don't like mummies that much either. <laughs> no, but, no, but Wait, why would I go see this movie? Yeah, this, the you character who it. says it is his comedy sidekick who in the first mummy movie didn't believe in mummies. So when I saw that line, I was like, this character has had a real character arc throughout this series of not believing in mummies through being so experienced with them that he knows he doesn't like to them. To be fair, you watch the, the trailer and you're like, that, that line was meant to be tongue-in-cheek. However... Yeah. It's delivered in such a way... Yeah, that it's not... That any like, humor is... Oh, funny. audience, remember, this character hates mummies. Remember? <laughs> remember the series is about mummies. It's in the title of the series. <laughs> remember, even though it looks like they're just fighting terracotta warriors, and those jelly. are mummies. And jelly, jelly doesn't look anything like and a mummy. The remember the mummy? And then the mummy returned. Oh, yeah, there's and a And then the mummy tombed of the dragon warrior. And the scorpion king. Oh, yeah. Scorpion I King love that the mummy line. movies they felt were strong enough to spin off the kind of semi villain of one of them <laughs> into the hero of his own Conan the Barbarian, t- and that Dwayne uh, Johnson, Johnson was such a huge star that he was going to pull this off. Look, Michael he, Clark Duncan was in that too. Elliot, he can yeah, raise one was the, eyebrow like, independent of the other. It was Conan the Barbarian. Michael Clark Duncan was James Earl Jones. Yeah, sure. Because they're both large African American men, and, uh, and so he was Thulsa Doom. Yes. I, I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch Scorpion. I don't remember yet. if he was a hero or a villain in Scorpion. So Games, that w- that would be difficult to relate him to Thulsa Doom because he was pretty much a villain. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Let's not talk about spinoffs that no one watched. Let's talk about movies that we actually want to recommend to people. Okay. Um, Elliot, have you seen a movie of late that you would actually recommend in contrast to Ten Thousand BC? Uh, I haven't actually seen too many movies lately, unfortunately, um, due to various movings arounds and things but i'll tell you one movie i saw that was great i don't want to step on your guys's toes if you were going to suggest this but uh pixar's latest film wally everyone seems to know by now is amazing so you know not an underrated uh not choice. this is no long this is in no way an underrated sure. uh gem that no one over that is overlooked but no, i would agree i thought it was really great so. I, th- I thought it was fantastic thank you I don't know why I said it. I didn't make it. But yeah, yeah. Thank you for backing up my recommendation of an amazing <laughs> we've got, cartoon movie. We've got Andrew Stanton on here. Uh, we've called him Elliot Kalen, but uh, it's director Wally. So, but uh, other than that, I watched a movie. I watched Vanishing Point recently, but I was kind of disappointed by the it. The original. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a little disappointing. Well, slow. It's also well. It's one of those movies Although where it does like have a naked woman riding around on a uh, motorcycle for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, uh, to the point where it becomes boring. <laughs> yeah, you're like, all right, get off the motorcycle and put some, put it like a robe on. Put please. something on so that I can, I can imagine what you look like, and that'll be hotter. But there's something. There's one of those movies also that was made in the late '60s, early '70s, kind of through the late '70s, early '80s, where it's like. This guy plays by his own rules. He's the spirit of freedom. Like, the, the man's trying to put him down, but he's trying to live his life. But he's a reckless driver who endangers dozens, if not yeah, hundreds of people. there's nothing particularly sympathetic about he, him. The movie opens with him about with him about to drive through, you know, a roadblock, and then it flashes back to him picking up some speed pills so that he can zoom around in, on the public highways and, you know... Screw up family vacations and stuff. It was I was hard for me to find him to be yeah, sympathetic. That, that, that was his main goal: screw, screwing up family <laughs> he was, vacations. He was just looking for station wagons oh, that he yeah. could knock off the road. Going to the shore? Not anymore. Also, I don't know why he's supposed to deliver a, a white Challenger from Denver to San Francisco, and the car there keeps getting ways. really dirty and banged yeah. up during the trip. And I don't. I just kept thinking, the guy who bought that Challenger isn't going to want to take it. It's so dirty sense. now, and it's so banged up from all his yeah. It's not worth all the effort is what you're saying. Yes, pretty much. Sure. But, it, I mean, the movie had some good scenes in it, and it's a very much a capsule of its time. And you can hear the lyrics to Mississippi Queen very clearly. So, you know, <laughs> if you ever wanted to know what those are. Sure. But Wally was great. Uh, Stuart, <laughs> do you have anything... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I watched uh, I watched People Under the Stairs recently, and that was really good. 
Because it was really weird. I'd seen it before. You watched the movie, The People Under the Stairs. Yeah, I didn't watch The People Under the Stairs, like, eat a human or something. That would have been weird. The the people in your apartment who live under the stairs. Yeah, that would have been fucking crazy. Um, And, uh, I don't know. I watched the show Dexter recently, and that kind of sucked. And then uh, I watched the movie. Again, you don't really understand the concept. I know. I'm trying to figure it out. I uh, I watched The Tripper. Uh-huh. The movie where the uh, there's David this, Arquette, the guy in the Ronald Reagan mask. Yeah, well, kind of. He's got. Uh, it, it seems more than just a mask. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty. I, good I just saw the. I just saw where, the posters. Uh, where Thomas Jane with a mustache beats up a guy in Ronald Reagan makeup, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess that was okay. Uh, so, you know, so I, the tripper is that your recommendation? Yeah, I was hanging out with. Uh, if we're gonna take some, if we're gonna take one thing away from what you say, well, yeah, I mean, I liked Hellboy too, but I don't think that's like underrated in any way. So I'm gonna go with, uh, yeah, if you feel like watching the tripper, yeah, you can do it. I did it. <laughs> Stuart gives you permission to watch the tripper. Yeah, you, you can imagine you're me hanging out with my dog Rusty, who has three legs. Yeah, Stuart has a dog that has three legs. Everyone. Yeah, that's a piece of news for you. Pretty amazing, I guess. Kind of. Yeah, that's science. You know what? I'm also going to recommend The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp. There you go. That's a movie a lot of people probably haven't seen. So, <laughs> right. done. Sure. You might have seen, you've probably seen Wally. You might have seen Vanishing Point. Yeah. You, I don't think you've seen The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp. It's very good. All right. Um, <laughs> I watched recently. <laughs> you laughing? At, I know. I know Colonel Blimp. No, I'm just I'm trying to think of a movie I actually saw recently that people wouldn't have heard of that they would like, but. I watched um, Sunshine recently. A, the a, science fiction one the or the three generations film. of a European Jewish family yeah, the one? The science fiction, the, the, the uh, Danny Boyle film that was... Wait, is that the one with Sylvester Stallone or is that Daylight? No. That's, no, that's Daylight. Daylight. Okay. That's Thanks. a movie about getting trapped in a tunnel. Okay. Um, I'm talking about the one about restarting the sun with a nuclear bomb. Starring uh, Killian Murphy. So Sylvester Sloan isn't in that one. No, not okay. unless Wait, he played not, like the, the the ship, like the voice of the ship, and I didn't realize that's it. not the John Sayles movie about the sheriff, right? No, that's Lone Star. Oh, okay. Oh, I was of thinking of, I got mixed up with Lone Star, the cartoon about the space cowboy from when we were kids. <laughs> right. I was just thinking of space. Sure. Yeah, no, but I watched Sun. I, I watched Sunshine, um, a movie that was not. You know, a forgotten movie by any means, but I don't think it was a big hit either. It kind of it was it kind of passed under the radar. It came I and it yet. went, and I really liked it. I really liked it, honestly. Um, is it a? Was this what I got from the advertisements? Was that it was a more positive version of Event Horizon? It was a. It was a version. That of, sounds great. Tell me more. It was a version <laughs> of Event Horizon that made much more sense. Oh, okay. Like my problem with Event Horizon is like Sam Neil. No, no, Samuel rips with, his own eyes out. That's amazing. My we're going with Event Horizon. Eyes. <laughs> and I've said this before. I don't think he actually says that. He says that, I think. Does he? Maybe, yeah. I think he's just quoting Back to the Future then. That's, <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. My problem with Event Horizon, and I've said this before, is like, all right, fine. Haunted house movie in space. Fine. Whatever. However, <laughs> I got it. Whatever. Chill out. <laughs> Stop with the scares. All right, movie. Let it go. I understand your premise. A horror movie has to have some internal logic to it to, to like not make if it's it. an argento film well i hate fucking argento movies. <laughs> not if it's in outer space good point my logic doesn't work in space my point is yeah. like if if a movie's just like you know what that's why all those this ha- is a scary image you know what here's another scary image you know what this is scary too and they have no connection to each other i'm like that's not scary that's you've never stupid. been into space i think all right that's true <laughs> in space, you got me there everything happens like crazy all the time no but no, Sunshine, you know, like, it's a movie that actually does not start out. I mean, it basically just starts out as a science fiction movie and sort of like a, a meditative science fiction movie. But ultimately, it actually kind of becomes a horror movie. It's more than just a horror movie, but it becomes one. But it has one thing in common with one of my favorite horror movies of recent years, which is The Descent. Okay. Which is that before the real horror of the film starts the setup is already scary. Like in The Descent mm. where, you know, like, okay, um, we're trapped in a cave-in on, in these uncharted caves, and then troglodytes come out. Like, 
Like, before you add the troglodytes, that's pretty already, that's a that's scary, scary scenario. Yeah, but when you add trogs in there, that shit gets scary, man. <laughs> yeah, in this movie, you know, it's like, okay, um, we're in a ship that's going to the sun, and if we screw up at all and don't have, like, the sun shield in front of us, we're going to burn up. That's already, like, a very tense situation. Sure. And then add, like, this, like, sort of wild card, uh, like, malevolent force. I don't want to... You know, like so spoil it's like, too it's much like of Saturn it. Don't spoil it. But yeah, no, it's creepy. It's like St- Stanley Donnan's sci-fi horror tour de force Saturn Three. Yeah, I'm not. I'm never it's seen like Leprechaun Four, oh, yeah, Leprechaun in space. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, because he jumps into someone's dick through their pee. <laughs> yeah, I think he does. <laughs> Just like, like in Leprechaun Four. It's exactly like Jason X. What other movies are in space? <laughs> uh, a couple of the critters space movies, chimps <laughs> space chimps yeah that one space Fly boys the second like, space the, camp there are two uh there are two cgi like like computer animated films coming out one after the other space chimps and Flyboys, about animals who are astronauts well they you come know, in like pairs space chimps are space chimps obviously and then Flyboys are uh, apparently flies who hitch a ride on the um, the space shuttle? I can't imagine a more boring movie than flies on a space shuttle, <laughs> or potentially disgusting. <laughs> Unless yes. there's like a creepy like Twilight Zone ending where they just like you know like Buzz Aldrin just like fucking slaps the flies dead. <laughs> well, there goes our heroes. Or that's why they call them Buzz or something. But, yeah. but no, but it's like they they because flies are so small that it's not like they're gonna unbalance the oxygen on the ship or anything you know or like they're gonna like rescue everybody by like hitting a dial or some shit it's probably what happens they have to jump really hard on a button you know, oh right I that sounds that sounds good let me uh, we should we should watch that man yeah let me tie this up a little bit though this 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 show this umbilical cord of a podcast yeah and say um, this one's been bad Whoa, whoa. I mean, 10,000 BC was bad. Don't get down on yourself. Hey, hey, you guys. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. Cheer up. Hey, speaking of which, did we get any responses for our watch a movie with the, with the flop? No, we got none. That was, oh, my that, God. That was exactly what I was going to get into. We got absolutely no responses. And I think the fuck? part of the problem is. We were, they don't know who we we're were to- shamefully vague about this. this <laughs> oh, the rules contest. of the contest? So um, here's the thing you have to be 18 or older. Yeah. Sure, yeah. All expenses paid Unless you're younger. paid by you, the contest contestant. But the expenses are not much. It's just getting to getting to Brooklyn, New York. Stewart's apartment in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, it's going to be at my place. Basically, the prize is watch a movie at the Flophouse. Get to be part of the get to podcast. Get be part of the podcast. Oh wow. Um it will we'll <laughs> Where hang do I out sign at, up? At Stewart's apartment, you get um free beers that we buy, also probably snacks. Uh, and all you have to do is you got to send in an email. And here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna say more specifically: put in the subject heading of the email, Flophouse contest. That's good. Eh? So they shouldn't say like eh? free dick enlargement or something. Yeah, no that that will go straight to the spam filter. Oh, that's too bad. What if they spell free F R three three? That's all right then. Okay, so dick enlarger people, if you want to get through Dan's spam filter, free should be F R three three. Yeah. Um, but um, <coughs> and you should probably spell penis pen fifteen. And there's a very vague, um, I've been ver- by that very one very before. rules to this podcast. And <laughs> okay, I, so yeah, they uh, yeah maybe flophouse podcast contest or something. And in the subject line, flophouse contest. And then in the body of the email, what do you, what should they do? Just explain in a hundred words or less why they love the flophouse. I thought that they were supposed to do something awesome for the Oh, that's right, to bring attention to the Flophouse. To bring attention to us. I thought they should just write about the worst movie they've ever seen and why it's known as 40 Days and 40 Nights. All right. (laughs) You can do any of those things. Everyone, free-form contest. (laughs) Put Flophouse podcast or Flophouse contest. As long as it says Flophouse contest in the subject (laughs) line. In the subject line. You are entered. (laughs) (laughs) And then do something. Get us new listeners. Um, We'd prefer that one. Send us a drawing or a picture. Uh, write, write us a poem, you sure. know? or a song. Write yeah. Stewart a love letter. We're, we're write a one act play. We're write wide a one act play about like it's like a a dwarf in <laughs> Nazi Germany, like that book. <laughs> the tin drum. What the well, tin oh, drum? Uh, Stones from the river, whatever it's oh. called. But tin drum also works. Wait, what were we gonna say? The black trommel. That's the German. Oh, sorry. Um, do any of those? This things. is a Amer- this is America. We speak English now. 
I believe in perestroika, says Tango and Cash. Anyway. <laughs> I believe... Oh, I thought you were doing the guy from The Godfather. But no, no, no. As a I communist. Was, I was doing a so wait, are we done Tango yet? and Cash. What, we no, gotta go I'm see Tango and Cash tomorrow, right? I, no, it's not tomorrow. It's sh- August 23rd. It's okay. July 23rd. I'm explaining okay. the fucking contest. Okay. Listeners, you Keep send moving, your free to the Flophouse Podcast at gmail.com. The Flophouse Podcast at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah, the Flophouse Podcast at gmail.com. Subject line, Flophouse Contest. And body will will be things like... By Jake. Possibly, yep, possibly body attachments of topless photos. Who knows? Stuart, please <laughs> stop like, trying to get our constituents to send... Constituents? Photos. Yeah, we're not elected officials, Dan. We appointed <laughs> ourselves to this. <laughs> Says you. Anyway... Um, there's one more thing that I wanted to say, and that's there. Um, if you go to the Flophouse Podcast.blogspot.com, on the sidebar, there's a button there that says um, "Take a uh, Survey," and uh, the reason that that's there is uh, <laughs> if you click that button, you'll be directed to a short survey that gives us sort of like demographic information about you as a listener and the reason that 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 we have that button there is because uh we're hooked up with a company we could maybe get a little uh it's called evil core yeah evil core uh incorporated and we could get a little sponsorship and i know that people think that sponsorship is evil but um, I promise you that we will not make any money off of this podcast ever. Basically, if we get any sort of sponsorship, it will just cover our basic operating costs. Uh, and the, also, the bandwidth. Says, why would you say sponsorship is evil? All the great painters have had sure. you know, patrons who took care of them. You think Shakespeare Mi- didn't have sponsors? He totally did. Michelangelo. Michelangelo had was sponsored by the Choich, among other things. And <laughs> I turned into a Bowery boy briefly. <laughs> and uh, you know, who El Greco? I'm sure. You know, sure. but it, um, other painters. Sure. I'm. I'm fucking going into a daze. I can't even remember what I'm talking about. You're talking about uh, sponsorship, Listen, so people should check money, that shit out. So they should if we get money sponsor. for a sponsorship, you know that covers the uh, the bandwidth, it covers the equipment, it covers the Coors Light that we need to give to Stuart to make just him to be wake funny. him up. What? Or to, <laughs> <laughs> or to make him enjoy life. Um, so that's a good thing too. So, but we've talked for a long time, and this has been a shitty movie. So we should sign off. Uh, so don't watch 10,000 BC. It fucking sucks. Who's our sponsor? Oh, no, it's 10,000 BC on DVD. Oh, oh we so. <laughs> Well, as Stuart <laughs> fades his own music out, I'll just say that. That's how I, he leaves rooms, yeah. too. Exactly. You guys need anything in the kitchen? Because I'm going to get something. All right. Hey, I gotta hit the drum. <laughs> Everybody's already done it. So, uh, hey, uh, for the flop house, my uh, I've been Stuart Wellington. I've been Dan McCoy. I remain Elliot Kalen. Good night, everyone. Bye. Cavemen are boring. I guess that's what we learned from this. It's like calling little kids younglings. That was the dumbest. <laughs> younglings. Annie, did you kill a shitload of younglings? <laughs> like, I don't know. I think so. Wait, are those... Are those children, it, you mean? Because... I killed some of them. Because you could just call them that. Call them children next time. Because, like, we use the same word for food or space or moon <laughs> or clothing or you or person or we don't need a different word for children do we except poodoo means poop well that's in huddy